Welcome everyone to Wine, Weed, and Whispers. I'm your host, Taylor. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Cass. Period. Um, so let's get into our wine and our weed. Um, I actually smoked a joint of Durban poison when my beautiful little dog woke me up at three o'clock in the morning. So I just decided to go out to my backyard and smoke that to try to go back to sleep. You said it's what poison? Durban poison. Durban poison. Okay. And your baby woke you up at three. She woke me up at three and she's such a little gangster. Like she won't go away until I open. I wake up and open my door. That's crazy to you. (laughs) I'm not ready to picture a future where she's not doing that. So I'm okay and I'm enjoying every minute of it. But I'm also just like, it's three in the morning. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's funny. I'm like, it's three in the morning. This is this is a little bit much, don't you think? But it's her house. We just pay the bills. Basically. It is. Yeah. like We've all accepted, like, this is Lola's house. She makes the final decision on everything. We just pay the bills and keep her fed. <laughs> Precisely. Then yeah. she probably just don't really... You know, she really had no perception of time. She's probably just like, you know, she like does you be doing what you're doing. <laughs> she does though, like when it's seven thirty, like around seven thirty, Lola's like, it's time to go to bed. Like she won't let my mom. Like my mom's watching a show in the living room, and it's three eight, and it's like seven eight o'clock, and my mom's trying to like finish watching the show. Lola's like, yeah, no, we're gonna take it upstairs. I'm ready to go to bed. Let's go. Mm-mm. So she was bullied so my mom. Yeah, so she's bullied my mom into taking her to bed because she's like, I'm I'm done. It's 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 nighttime. It's time to go to sleep. Or she'll come to my room and look at me and be like, I need you to tell the other human that it's time to go to bed. <laughs> so I'll go to my mom and be like, Lola wants to go to bed. And she's like, Oh my god, I know. <laughs> so yeah. I know how to speak dog. I like that. I'm her translator. Well, I would tell y'all what I'm drinking, but I can't pronounce it. It has like a, there's like two, you know, them two dots that they put above the letter. They have that above the U. Um, so it would be like a we. <laughs> we pronounce it like a we. <coughs> so, okay. So it's G-E-W-U with the two dots. R Z. T-R-A-M-I-N-E-R. I don't know how the fuck to say that. I, exactly. I thought it was going to something a little simpler. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a little simpler. Then you put the W and then you said the U with the two dots. And I was like, oh, fuck it. I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to say that. See? Yeah, I'm usually pretty good. I'm usually pretty good. But that was one I was like, nope, nope. You got me on that one. Don't know how to go with that. Yeah. And then I see the two dots, right? And so I'm like, immediately like, German? is this German? I think that I'm like that's a German spelling if I've ever yeah that sounds like some German ass spelling yeah but it's California wine like what the fuck like <laughs> Germans hey Germans could have migrated out here I don't doubt it yeah I'm like you never know people be having them freaking deep family roots back to the their uh, homeland <laughs> mm-hmm. well, opening it. <laughs> 
the great aunt Ag this the great aunt agnes was the starter of the german, <laughs> the german. i think my favorite thing about them um they do their w's as v's the, the, yeah avita saying it's not water it's water which i think mm -hmm. is water i think that's cute yeah, I like, I, I'm, that's one of the languages, I don't know why, but I've wanted to learn German. I don't know why. I wouldn't mind it. So, oh, I haven't tasted it. Let me taste it. Oh, Jesus. Oh, this is good. It's sweet. I didn't expect that because it's, it's like 12% alcohol volume. <laughs> oh, that, oh. A little strong. This might be a dessert wine. I was listening to um, some of our other episodes, and uh -huh. I remember I had told you about when I first drank Taylor Port, which is technically a dessert wine. Uh -huh. And uh, <laughs> I drank the whole bottle, and I somehow that night ended up on the Breakfast Club. It was funny. Oh, yeah. You did tell me that story. That is hilarious. I did. Which I'm like, oh my god! Like you're a part of Black culture. Yes, like it was crazy. I was like, of all the nights, I used to stay up to call it because I was like, oh my god, it's three a.m. here, but it's six a.m. there, so you know I could still get some sleep if I called him. So I used to always call him. Mm -hmm. Never got through, but the night I get drunk as hell off my ass. <laughs> of course, of course, Charlemagne know. Charlemagne know when nonsense is afoot. Right. Like, he like, uh-huh, drunk. Answer the phone this time. Annoying. So, but anyways, let's get into our current events. So, I know I told y'all last week I got, I had highs or whatever. I mean, I still do low-key got them. <laughs> I mean, it takes time to heal. So sad. But it's not as bad. I'll say that. It's not as bad. And plus, I got, like, the, I got Allegra for hives, which is very helpful. Um. So you ever get hives and you can't go to the doctor yet, like me, my insurance don't start to the first of November. <laughs> you like that? Like that's like when I say like people say like what is it like grown up things? I'm like, that's grown up things. Like shit, when did my health insurance start? When did my yeah. premium reset? Yeah, because like I've been so many different places. Like um, I have to go through the marketplace because bitch, I don't know when I'm gonna leave. So I um I went through the marketplace. I went and got my insurance, and they I got the special enrollment plan. So yeah, that's why I start on November the first. So I'm not about to keep paying and going to the doctor. So I got the Allegra for hives. <coughs> Sorry, you know I got my pen. So Ooh. my mama, my mama stay laughing at you too. I know she, she does. I'm like, her mama about to be clowning me after this episode. She do. She be like, is she okay? I'm like, mama, she just smoking. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 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 like, you know, she just casually dying on the podcast. It's nothing major. My mama say like knocking on my door, being like, are you okay in there? That's funny. My stepdad too. He's like, "Are you okay? You scare the." He's like, "You always scare the ever living out of me when I hear you hacking like that." Yeah, I was talking about weed earlier this week. I was like, um, "California." I said, "California weed is made with love and happiness." 
I said Vegas weed is the one you got to take to the pharmacist to get shit. <laughs> look, look, look. California oh, weed is like, yeah, man. Whereas Vegas weed is like, you trying to get fucked up or you trying to chill out? Either way, you about to have a good time. Right. I've had some really good Vegas weed though. I'm not gonna cap. Like I have. I my favorite dispensary was like down the street from me when I first moved down there. I forgot what it's called. Jesus. Pisos? Yes, Piso, Pisos, Pisos? Pisos, whatever, whichever one. Okay. Yes. Well, we, we said Pisos, but she said Pisos, so I don't know what the fuck to do. But either yes, way, them. it's it, P-I-S-O-S. Whatever. Yes. We like them. I like them. They I they Really? They're they're so expensive. Like the they are expensive. They're they are very so expensive. expensive compared to like other dispensaries. Like I think they asked me for like I think it cost me like $60 for like a pre-roll and a bag of ed- and like a, a pack of gummies and I was like, "Seriously?" Yeah, they I will say that. Even like with your discounts, like if you are local, yeah. you get a discount. If you're a student, you get a discount. Even with your discounts, like it is expensive in pesos. Yeah. So, but I did love them. They always had a story behind every single thing I bought. Like, <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. But that's how that is where I fell in love with Blue Dream. That that's my favorite strain. That's a good strain. Oh, I love Blue Dream. I, I'm I'm a big fan of I'm I'm a big fan of hybrids. I feel like. Sativa is definitely something that gives me anxiety and indica is something that I'm like, I don't want to be sleepy. I feel like hybrid is where it's at. And I love a lot of different hybrid strains, but I think one of my favorite sativa strains would probably be train wreck. I love a good train wreck. Train wreck. Okay. I never had that one. I had to it's try good. It. It's good. It's one of my favorites. It's one of those where I'm like, Ooh, they have train wreck, but they also have like, if I see a train wreck on the menu, I'm like, Ooh, but they have train wreck though. Yeah, I love like sativa dominance mm-hmm. because like you can really you can read while you high off sativa. Like I love reading while I'm high. It's the best shit ever. I believe it. <sighs> so, but yeah, I could I I like hybrids too and like a little indica here and there, you know. But the sativas, man, it's like the stuff that I can do. Or the, the stuff that comes to me, you know, if I'm just sitting outside, like, while I'm on sativa, it's the best shit ever. So, shout out to Blue Dream. Shout out to Pesos. <laughs> I remember I used to, when I didn't have a car when I first got there, I used to hit get an Uber, and I would go down the street, and it was in that same little plaza, and I would get my nails done, I would go to the liquor store, I would get whatever liquor I needed, and then I would go to um, then I would go to Pisos, and I would get my weed, and I would Uber back home. Girl, I didn't even need to come out the house. I love it. <laughs> I love it. One I stop love shop, it. go down the street, go home. You good? Like, oh, what a life! <laughs> whenever I tell dispensary, um, you know, whenever I tell like the, you know, bud tenders and stuff, like my um, my day job, they're always like, "Oh, you need this? Yeah, you need this. Go, go enjoy." <laughs> They're always so like go enjoy like they like are like damn near like pushing me out the door to like go enjoy 
my pre-rolls or whatever I bought that day. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Go home, go home and smoke some weed and get high. Like I'm always like, you trying to hang out because you seem pretty cool. Every bartender right. I meet, I'm always like, I want to be your best friend. That ass, they're so cool. I'm always like, I want to be your best friend so bad. I love them. They're the sweetest things ever. And the women be fine, but I. Every time. Time and I'm like, I don't want to be like some creepazoid man, but I'm always like, oh my god, be my girlfriend right now, please. Smoke and cuddle, and we can watch horror movies, and it'll be awesome. Like, let's date. Let's listen. For real, for real. Like, I miss Vegas. I've been telling you, and I'm gonna keep saying it because I want to manifest it. I am. I really feel like I'm moving back. You will. I feel like I am because that's. I, I have always said I never felt like I had a home. Like, I know I have a hometown where I was born and where I grew up at, but I never felt at home here, you know, and like just going like different places when I when I lived in Statesboro for undergrad or when I, you know, like I knew my time was coming to leave there. But mm-hmm. like when I went to Vegas, I feel like that was the closest that I've ever felt to like, this is my home. You know, I built a life there. Like, I put down some roots. So, I could see myself coming back. Yeah. Like, I thought about it. People are always like, I thought you wanted to move. But then I was like, I don't know. Like, I had to do a lot of healing emotionally. And I've rebuilt my community. And, you know, strengthened the community I already had. Like, I have my childhood best friend that lives out here. Um, My entire family lives out here. And I don't know, like, I just started looking at Vegas and I was like, this is a great town. Like, if you focus on the negative, you will have a bad time. But if you know where to look, if you know where to go on a Saturday night, you'll have a great time. Like, I would say, like, if you're a local, don't go to the Strip. Like, the Strip really is not for us. It's not. Um, but that's okay because we have downtown. And downtown is way better than the Strip by a long shot. It the is. Strip is for us. It definitely is. I love yeah. downtown. But I, I liked the strip too. Like I but see, I like the strip when I'm high. Like <laughs> I don't know what it was. I used to when I first got there, I remember I went to the strip probably like two weeks in a row, crossfaded. Just just exploring. Like, and it, it was pretty cool. And you know, like I found a couple of brunch places down there. Like Nacho Daddy was is cool. Mm-hmm. And then um Hex, that was one of my other favorite brunch mm-hmm. places. Um, you know, I don't really go to like I, um I went to Miracle Mile, but that was more so to drink than to shop. I don't shop down there. <laughs> oh no, I've never I've never genuinely <laughs> shopped at any of no, you will never catch me spending any type of money on those shops. I'm like, uh-uh, I'm a Nevada resident. I pay ta- I pay my I I I give back to the city. I'm not buying that shit. <laughs> too much, too much money. Like girl going down there for a three for ten. I ain't got time for y'all. Yeah. So nah. I'm there. If anything, I might buy food. I'll buy food. Get I'm a not food getting bar. actual like retail there. Same Mm-mm. with the forum shops. Like, you won't catch me buying a single thing down there. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> well, no, because, like, I'm, I go, I've, I've gone there so many times, and I'm like, why am I here? Like, I, I can't afford one Louboutin. Matt, Matt, oh, I, I can't afford one of the shoes. Why am I in here? That's hilarious. 
I just feel poor when I walk in the form. Like I feel like I'm poor and I'm not supposed to be there. And I feel like everyone can smell the poor on me and be like, get this freaking commoner out. And that's, that's another thing too, though, because Vegas, I felt like there, and maybe that was, it was just me, but I never felt like there was a dress code. Like I felt like everybody just kind of, you know, wore their own style did did them you know like and that's another thing that i like because sometimes a lot of times in the south like when you go to certain places certain restaurants certain lounges like there's always some unwritten dress code and it's like for somebody like me it's annoying because i dress according to my mood i don't give a fuck what you bitches are wearing like i (laughs) i dress the way i feel about that yeah yeah so I, I like that about Vegas. Like you can, you can really dress just however you feel and, you know, nobody's looking at you or saying things about or judging you. Like everybody minding their business. I like that. Yeah. I mean, it's very, it's the high rollers in Vegas. Like you have to know, you have to have Vegas street smarts to understand how to know, how to look for a high roller in Las Vegas. For real. Like, Cause the one, the flashy ones ain't it. <laughs> no, I'm like anybody who, if you see somebody driving a uh, Lamborghini and they're on the strip, like it's not their Lamborghini. It's rented, baby. It's rented. People are always like, no, it's not. I'm like, no, it's rented. It's not theirs. Nobody would, in their right mind, would willingly drive their Lambo on the strip. Mm-mm. Nobody would do that. Cause if you live in Las Vegas, you know how strip traffic is. I, I won't drive there anymore. Exactly. Girl. I won't drive. I will only Uber now. Will not if I if you want me to meet you down there. Do not ask me to drive you anywhere. I'm done. <laughs> I used to hate that. Like when I would put something in the GPS and it would take me down the strip. <sighs> I think the Venetian has to be the worst one. The Venetian is probably oh, yeah. the worst one to drive yourself to because there's only <sighs> one way into Self Park and one way out. And it's on this one tiny street and you're going to be stuck on that street for at least half an hour before you can get anywhere quickly. Yeah. 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 I won't drive down there with formula one coming. I'm no super bowl and formula one. I'm like, fuck that town, that area of town. That area is now locked for me. So this February, the super bowl will be in Vegas. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not looking forward to it. I know you're not. I wasn't looking forward to the damn stadium being built. I hated it when the stadium was built. I was like, so much more traffic. Well, first, I was like, God damn it. And I was also just like, you can't get the school district no type of money, but you can do this. Okay. Hello. Everybody gets pissed. I'm mad at that because I was just like, we got money for a stadium, but we ain't got money to fund our school district. Okay. All right. See how it is. And now we're being held for ransom. Yeah, they're holding the school district for ransom um, by cyber hackers. And it's funny because everyone's like, you want a billion dollars from us? Bitch, we're not the ones. I'm like, everyone's (laughs) laughing at you. I just want you to know that like robbing poor people is so stupid. Everybody just looked at their wallets and laughed. Like, I'm like, we all have moths flying out of our wallets. Who were you trying to rob? Literally, like it's like out of the cartoon when you open your wallet and a moth flies out. I'm about to cry. That's funny. I'm like, who are you robbing? Oh my lord! But I was just like, as long as my paycheck gets there when it's supposed to, that's all I care about. 
Hello. Fuck just to get paid. Forever. Just make sure I get paid. Mm-hmm. That's all I would care about too. That's all I care about. I'm like, just make sure I get paid. Whatever the whatever else is whatever, but make sure I get motherfucking paid. Give my friend her check, because y'all know I will send a fucked up email real quick. Fucked up email. I'm about to be like, I don't know who these hackers are, but when we figure out who you are, you will be dealt with. You will be dealt with. You will be dealt with. <laughs> oh my god. Well, all right. So um our monthly book for the month of October is Time's Undoing by Cheryl A. Head. It's about a journalist um, who always knew about this like mysterious murder of her great-grandfather in Birmingham, Alabama, but um, she didn't know like all the details and, you know, a lot of stuff gets generation to generation. It gets kind of like, you know, holes get poked in the story. And mm-hmm. so, um, and you know, also she, she more so wanted to tie it to what's going on, like currently when it comes to like the Black Lives Matter movement and how police, you know, treat us now and showing, basically she wanted to show the connection that, you know, police have always been horrible towards us. This isn't something that's new. No. Um, yeah. So it's a pretty good book. Um, I'm reading it right now and. You know, I was I was in this part where she was meeting up with another like BLM um, leader and she was the leader. She was talking to um, some people that she was like, I guess, training for protests. And I realized I was like, I never got any formal training. Like, I really just got my ass in the in the field. Like, I don't know. (laughs) They just told me when the march was and I showed up like I, I never learned how to. I guess diplomatically protest. You know, I'm not a. I never looted before, but I just no. never. I never learned how to. Um, how to you know protest professionally? I guess. I always <laughs> said if I looted, like I would be the one that got caught on camera tripping over tripping over my feet and then breaking the TV I stole. I'm crying. Like I wouldn't get arrested, but karma would get me. Like, and that's why you broke that shit. So stupid ass. Now go home. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, I, I don't know. For me, like, once the sun go down, I'm done protesting. I mean, bitch, we got out here, what, three, four o'clock anyway? Like, why are we here past seven? You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> once the sun go down, I'm I'm gone anyway. That's how I do. Yeah. That's, that's when yeah. all the craziness happened. Yeah, that's when people start acting a fool. Like, I know when we protested back when um George Floyd had happened, we mm-hmm. left right around when it got dark because i i don't know it got to a point where i was like it's time to leave the energy's kind of shifting i don't think we're i think i saw one person tag a sign and i said we should probably leave i remember that i (laughs) I was like we should probably go this is we're losing the plot i'm like okay you said said, yeah it's it's not time to go Uh (laughs) it's time to go it's time to go Girl, that protest was lit. I think my favorite part of that protest um, was when we walked by the the jail, the Clark County, <laughs> and they were yeah. like flickering the lights to let us know they know we're out there. I was like, "Aw, we love yeah. y'all too." <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Even the police officers look kind of just like we came for appearances, but we with you. The police officers were just standing there. They didn't really do much. I saw the cops were literally talking to each other. 
Yeah, I didn't really see them doing too much. <laughs> I will say, I know some people will get me for this, but like, if there's any, I say I'm staying in Vegas because this is probably one of the only police forces that don't make me feel nervous. I got a little beef with them, so I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> okay, you, your situation, I understand. Yeah, I get yeah. your situation, but also, was it Metro or was it Northtown Police? Because it was, it was two very different. Both. <laughs> oh, well. The Northtown police, I'm like, nobody likes them. Northtown police doesn't even like them. <laughs> Thank you. I, I mean, to be honest, I can say maybe Northtown was a little bit more um, negligent. Oh, hell yeah. I can no, say that. They, they have personally pissed me off. So I. <laughs> but as far as like negligence, when it comes to domestic violence and specifically my situation, both of them have definitely um, committed crimes <laughs> I believe in my mind. I think it's just like growing up out here, everybody has a Northtown horror story where just the Northtown cop showed up and it was like, God damn, like you came here aggy as fuck. Like, Mm-hmm. they're the ones that come in and immediately you're on drugs you're a criminal say one more vowel and I'm arresting everybody and then also the well you know we've because I, I said I don't bruise the same because they were looking for a certain kind of bruise of course well you know we've dealt with black white green and purple you know when they start naming dumbass colors that's how you know they racist so <laughs> Just racist and stupid. Like, oh, like, bitch, you know, we don't bruise the fucking same. Black people do not bruise the same as white people. This is a well known fact. We might honestly get a knot before you see any type of bruise. Thank you. Like, we get welts. Like, honestly, I can say I've seen myself hit something and it's swollen the first day and it takes until the day after for it to finally bruise. Exactly. Girl, I told this story on this podcast. I got hit in the eye with a fucking softball. I didn't even get a black eye. Yep. Which is probably shit. tender as hell when you touched it. Yeah. I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> but, baby, I didn't have no bruise. Nothing. Them niggas so, is yeah. crazy. <laughs> no, I take your word for it. I just, for me personally... When I see a Northtown car, I'm like, hell nah, leave the area. Abort mission, head ass. Abort mission. Like, if I see a Northtown car, I'm like, oh, nope, I'm out. Yeah, no, they can all kiss my ass. Um. Okay. <laughs> I will never fault somebody for having a distrust or a disdain for the police. Like, I can't stand people that are like, well, who are you going to call when this happens? And I'm always like, first of all, calling the police has always been a last resort. If I, I had somebody else to call in my situation, I would have. I promise yeah. you I would have. I Because the thing is, if the tables were turned and we were on this side of the country and that motherfucker was putting hands on me, bitch, I would have called my daddy. The police yeah. would have never heard a word of it, sweetie. Like, yeah. That's why I laugh. Like, do most, nothing. most times you hear about people like, uh, they call their uncle, they call their father, they call their brother, they call their... Uh, their 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 guy friends that you that they know will be like I'll beat anybody ass for you because that's my sister type of shit. Thank you. I would have called my brother or some shit, bitch. I ain't calling y'all. Y'all full of shit. 
But... Shoot, I have a few family members. Like one of my uncle, he's a retired police officer. But before I called the cops, cops, I always called him first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For real. I always called my uncle first. He retired as hell, but I'm still like, mm, you have insider knowledge. What can I do with this? Now, that now, what I will. Running. That man will come running for me. <laughs> what I will give them credit for, though, when I, so I don't know what happened with my car. I think it was something wrong with my battery. Like when I bought it, it had an old battery or some shit. This shit cut off in the middle of the road, and so <laughs> a police Damn, officer car just kind of like, "Hey, watch this!" Right? <laughs> I'm like, "What the fuck is this, bro?" Car and then, like, watch this. And then motherfuckers blowing at me, talking about turn your blinkers on. Bitch, I can't. The everything is dead. Battery is that means nothing works. Yeah. So, girl, a police officer, he actually did help me to get it out of the road. Um, and you know, so I I will give him that. And he helped me like get a tow and everything, so that I can go get another battery and shit. Like he, I will give him that. But what I will say. Why the fuck you looking in my backseat talking about, is that a wine bottle? First of all, bitch, I just came from the grocery store. <laughs> can you guys, sometimes you're just kind of like, can you not be a cop right now? Like, stop being a bitch. Like, it's not even open. Like, <laughs> do not be a cop for two seconds, please. <laughs> just for two so seconds, bad. stop being a fucking cop. Girl, he pissed me off bad. I think I can't stand people that t- can't turn the damn cop off. That's the thing about about cops. Like I can't stand it when they're just in twenty four seven cop mode. Like that's so, why y'all kids hate y'all. <laughs> no, for real. Like you. That's the thing about being a cop. Like I'm like, people are saying like, are you saying that we should have any police? There are some people who think that there should be any police. I'm one of the people who thinks I think we should fund more social programs like yeah. therapy, community centers, things like that. Because there are people where it's like, nah, we don't need. Where's the police? <laughs> Like, yeah, but I what I can say is as times progress, I think they're becoming more and more useless. <laughs> because it does feel kind of like when people say, like, when it's time for the police, the police are like, we can't do anything. Yeah. Like, I'm being stalked. Well, until they do something, we can't do anything. Yeah, and I'm like, like why are you like- waiting for me to either get killed or get seriously hurt? before you step in don't you think you should be a little more proactive yeah like until until he stabs your mom i don't know what to say yeah, like until he stabs he you fuck? i can't really do anything what do you mean like that i don't get i don't get like i always feel like when it's like no this is cop time the cops are like we can't do anything uh-uh. like, you think it's time for them to be there they're like no but everybody give me your id huh yeah, like even as a therapist, sometimes like I hate, I I hate it always like having to well make sure you call the police if this happens, like because I'm like I know for a fact it's still not gonna you know end the way work. it's supposed to. Same thing with when they used to be like yeah, make sure you know if such and such happens, you know y'all have to report to CPS. It's like bro, they not gonna do shit. Like the baby's still gonna be there, and the parents gonna be even more mad at the baby because they called. CPS like what do you or I called CPS you know like it's it's not going to be a good situation for the kid at the end of the day <laughs> yeah, CPS might put you and the kid in danger I had somebody come looking for me <gasps> or do something to me for calling CPS 
I know you lying. Not fucking lying. That's what people say. Like, why are you always ready to fight a parent? I'm like, because I am. Like, I, I've had like my well being threatened by a few parents before. So yes, I'd be ready for anything. Mm-mm. That's people say like being a teacher is easy. I'm like, y'all ain't never had somebody mama come to fight you because you can't change their class. Absolutely not. Like being a teacher is no Crazy. longer just or. Being a school employee is long. The days of I just am here to teach you how your ABCs go is long gone. You got to be ready to duke it out, possibly. I can't. Because I don't fuck you don't tell me how to do my job. Like, bitch, get your ass up here and teach then. <laughs> since and no since you know so much more. Since you know every motherfucking thing. Like, I low-key be wanting to say that shit to these parents. Not not lately, but, like, in past schools that I've worked with, I've wanted to be like, well, since you know every motherfucking thing, why don't you clock in and come up here and do my job? Because what the fuck am I here for? Right. But yeah. Well, speaking of crazy-ass parents, <laughs> it is spooky season. <laughs> so... Ooh. <laughs> some of your first some of a lot of our first villains were our parents so listen <clears throat> some of us grew up with freaking jigsaw for a parent <laughs> i want to play a game let's play a game you washed the dishes and did everything right but there's something i'm mad about figure it out there's something in here that's not spotless <laughs> there's something in here that's pissing me off that you didn't do you should have known to do, but you didn't. Now let's figure out what it is. Yeah, I should have. I should have beat you for something earlier. I gotta figure it out. Yeah. What the fuck do you mean you didn't clean the toaster that I never asked you to clean before? You should have known that you need to clean the toaster. You know who was my hero as a kid, though. Who? Penny Proud when she went on strike for her allowance. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, Penny. I don't get shit, but you better fight for your allowance. <laughs> Yo, this whole podcast knows how I could tell you like psycho dad files. I asked for an allowance and you'd have thought I asked that man for his house. Listen. You'd have thought I asked that man for the deed to the house. That, that man was so offended. He I told you ain't heard it. The verbal assault that this man unleashed on his 10-year-old daughter for asking for 50 cents for an allowance. <laughs> 50 cents? That nigga literally told... He went on a verbal assault tirade over 50 cents. He played too much. That's but I'm glad saying. he told you that. He do play too much, but that's why I'm like, hell yeah, I support Pretty Proud. That man literally lost his mind behind 50 cents. <laughs> Mm-mm. 50 cents lost his mind. No, I had asked for way more than that. I, <laughs> I ain't asked for no $500, though. I think I had asked for maybe like $50, you know? And because oh, no. my friends, they they would have it. And so I was like, you know, my friends get an allowance, like, da 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 da. Like, <laughs> they would be acting like, you know, maybe they do this, this, and that for they. But their parents are around the house. I'm like, no, the fuck they don't. I've been over there. Like, <laughs> no, <Yeah>. they don't. <laughs> and and my grades were better, so you couldn't say, oh well, you know, they make a certain kind of grade, so they can do that. No, nigga, I was straight A's. So what the fuck, <laughs> man? 
I stayed trying to like work for some money. Offend that man was offended. Mm-mm. That man was offended. But that's the thing though, like I financial abuse is real and people don't know what that looks like, but like when people won't even let you make your own money to do the things that they're telling you you can't do, it's a, that's a problem. It is. Like, don't, like, I, I've I'm always been like, so here I am trying to make my own money. You still telling me, like, or they would tell me, like, you can't spend your money on that. It's my money. <laughs> For real. Now, my parents, they, um, they didn't even want me to work. Like, in high school, they didn't want me to work. That's why I didn't work. And they were like, oh, you need to focus on school or your extracurriculars. I be like, I was like, listen, if I get a job, I don't give two fucks about the band. Like, I'm trying to go, I'm trying to work. Like, okay, yeah, I would have gave a fuck about dance line. Like, if I had to give that up to work, yeah, that might have hurt my feelings. But I don't give a fuck. Like, I wanted some money. See, at least was my mom. She, my mom gave me a prepaid uh, credit card that she put money on, you know, every month when I turned um like 16. That's sweet of her. Yeah. My dad though, shit, that wasn't him doing that. That man was just kind of, that man would sit there and ask me to pay for shit and get mad when I didn't have the money. And I'm like, you won't let me work. So where am I supposed to get this money from? And I always remind him that I'm like, well when I asked you for an allowance, you verbally assaulted me for like an hour and I ended up grounded. So <laughs> Yeah. And, and there lies the tale of spooky parents. <laughs> no, like I'm really sitting over here like I think about that to this day and I'm just like, God damn, he just wanted to yell. Like as an adult, I if I some stuff. He did want to yell. Some stuff, if I could tell some stuff about him because he used to say acting like I'm easy to live with and I'm like, in what world? He said that like verbally? He, he, he genuinely is one of those people like when people say like narcissists don't think they're ever the problem, like I can tell you case after case well, we would tell this man, like, you are a nightmare to live with. And it was still our fault. <laughs> it's crazy as hell. Yeah. I bet you that was a nightmare. I we, uh, we, I live in a boring... I live. It's boring now, and I love it. Yeah. Boring is amazing, especially after trauma. I mean, but boring at first is scary, though, because it's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> But once you get used to it, after oh, some yeah. after some crazy ass trauma, girl. Let me tell you something. You will never allow someone to disturb your peace again. Like if somebody comes into my life trying to start some bullshit, I'm like, you need to go. That you need to go out of here. Go back from whence you came. Hell no. Nah. Yeah. So, and speaking of people coming into your life and making it a living hell, it is sneaky link season. <laughs> Yeah, so guess what? That means don't unblock that person, sis. Do not get a new get a new one. Get you a new sneaky link. The new the new sneaky links be the best. Ain't no history there. He ain't pissed you off in the past. You know, they ain't they ain't fucked you over. It's just I don't believe in unblocking anyway. I don't either. I don't believe it. I believe if I felt the need that I needed to block you, you probably need to stay blocked because I just feel like nobody like if you like i feel i feel like if you push me to the point where i feel like i need to block you to keep you from bothering me you need to stay blocked because that shows that you are someone who cannot leave somebody alone until someone forces you to leave them alone yeah don't get drunk and unblock people just get no sneaky link 
Yeah, if you're blocked, you're blocked for life. I'll find somebody else. Period. So it is also Hoodoo Heritage Month. Um, the Exorcist so, Believer has hoodoo in it. It do? And in positive light, yes. I want to see. I got scared that they were going to have like hoodoo's evil, but like hoodoo ends up like being one of the positive spiritual forces in the movie. And I really appreciated that. That's beautiful. I really, really appreciated that because I was scared. I was like, oh, Lord, we finna end up making it like villainizing hoodoo. But no, it was actually something like they call like a hoodoo priestess to come help with the exorcism. Period. I love I that. Say, I gotta go I watch it. I have my complaints about the exorcist believer, but I that's one thing that I really appreciated was that their positive portrayal of hoodoo and African, you know, Caribbean spirituality. I really, really appreciated that. And a, a big part, a big part of hoodoo um, is divination, uh, specifically what they would call cartomancy. <laughs> it's about cards anyways so today we are going to be pulling a tarot card for today's energy on the podcast so i'm gonna go ahead and shuffle and then i'm gonna pull a card let's see what we got here all right spirit let's get the reading of today's energy online reading whispers flew out oh my god <laughs> Ooh. so is it bad, <coughs> is it bad? <laughs> what oh god why are you coughing <laughs> i got my pen you see what's going on uh-uh. her mama crying laughing at me her mama Mrs. Brown about to make fun of me so bad this episode. She is. It's okay. I love her anyway. I appreciate her for supporting the podcast. Right. Because she couldn't anyway. laugh if she wasn't listening, so I appreciate it. <laughs> live resin, man. Live resin. <laughs> I switched so... to live resin. I love it. <laughs> so we have the magician reversed. Um... <laughs> so the magician reverse speaks of like a trickster kind of energy illusions deception of some sort oh <laughs> um we okay are we okay are we lying <laughs> are you secretly mad at me taylor tell me right now i promise you i'm not mad at you okay. are you mad at me no okay what the fuck is going on? Do we have any kind of like trickster energy in our per personal lives? Is somebody being deceptive towards us? I mean, I got people that want to we to let them in, and I'm trying to keep them out right now. Fuck that. I'm trying to <laughs> honestly. I'm ha I'm in a place right now where I can feel people want to be close to me, but. I am freaking out and in the most serious way. Like it's, I'm realizing that I'm having a hard time connecting with people. Okay, so 
that I don't know who to be. We're going to clarify this one. Clarify the magician reverse spirit. All right, so that's the page of wands. Because I love you. I love you with my whole heart. And so I love you like Lenny Williams loved that lady. He kept calling and popping up at her place. <laughs> All right, so we got the page of wands, bursting with potential, enthusiasm for new starts, confirmation of goals, creative drive. Hmm. So there might be like a deceptive energy around our creative stuff, our individual creative stuff, or, or a new start, because it says enthusiasm for new starts. Maybe one of us or both of us is looking towards a new start, but I think, um, you know, when you have like new starts or new beginnings, there are things you have to let go of when it comes to your past. And so maybe, I know I struggle with letting go. I do. Um, so maybe, you know, feeling like, oh, I'm starting this new phase of life. But it's like, is it really new? Because you still haven't let go of the fuck you got going on on the other side of all of that. I mean, the way YouTube is going, like I'm seeing actually good results and I'm realizing that I might have more success just being a horror, a celebration of all horror type of channel. Mm -hmm. And I'm nervous because I'm like, well, how am I going to top this month? How am I going to follow this month when I've been releasing content every day on my channel? Um, and I mean every fucking day. Uh, and I'm just kind of like, how am I going to keep this going? Like, how am I going to top this? Like, what happens if this actually takes off and I actually am successful at YouTube? Yeah. Um. Hmm. Okay, so we're looking at the reverse magician. It says, um, and I'm reading this from Labyrinthos. I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> okay, when you obtain the magician reverse, it might mean it's time for you to implement some changes. While right side up, the magician represents true power. The reverse magician is a master of illusion. The magic that he performs is one of deception and trickery. You may be lured in by the showmanship of his arts, but behind that, there may be an intention to manipulate for selfish gain. Getting this card might mean that there is someone who pretends to have your best interest at hand when the opposite is true. Consider whether this reversed magician is in your circle or perhaps might also represent your current state of emotions. It may mean it may mean you may become obsessed with power and that might lead to wrong, reckless decisions that will lead to your eventual downfall. Hmm. And then for the love meaning it's romantic illusion, romantic trickery, low willpower for love, career meaning wasted talent unwillingness to take chances, workplace deception, and then finances, missed financial opportunity, not using skills for financial gain. Hmm. I can't see myself being tricked by anybody right now. Like, I feel like I have cleansed my circle. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is more so towards me then. I think it it is like, cause, cause like I said, I, I do struggle with letting go of certain things, certain people. Um, 
I, I want to say... see you fly. So, huh? I just want you to know I want to see you fly. Well, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I just I don't know. I have a hard time like letting go of things, and I've been like you know working through certain things emotionally in my journal, and but I I have I've had to um, get a new therapist because my other one she had to take a break, so. Mm-hmm. I've been without a therapist for like a month. Um, so, yeah, I think it, this might be like talking about my emotions. Okay. Cause I'm sitting over here and I'm looking around and I'm like, I don't think nobody out to get me. I'm over here in my life. Like everybody wants me to just let them in and I'm like, the fuck back. Yeah. I'm, I'm just telling everybody get back. I said, and everyone's just like, let us love you. And I'm like, mm, no. Like, yeah, no, fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, why? Don't come into the darkness. You don't want to be in here. And then I'll, I'll also say, too, like, because I have been trying to usher myself into this new phase of a love life as well. Um, just trying to go about it in different ways and, you know, let go of things that have happened in my past. And that is very hard for me. Like, (laughs) those things turned me into a different person. Like, that's why I don't be in relationships that much. You know, because, like, every time I've been in a relationship and it ended badly, it's like I was very, it's like a piece of me was just, like, snatched away or something, you know? So... I, as much as I do want to try new things when it comes to that, it's very hard for me because of that. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I had a coworker. She said something, um, coworker friend, I should say. And she said to me, she was like, that's it. I said, I'm damaged right now. I don't need to be dating anybody like I am not trying to fight my demons and be in a relationship and she was telling me she's like you don't have to necessarily be single um Mm -hmm. while you unpack things but I was in my head like I don't know like I just I'm like I'm unwilling to trust someone to support me while I unpack like I'm someone where I'm like I don't trust someone to be a supportive partner while I unpack. Like I would make it their issue, but it's a thing where it's like, I've given a lot of people chances and opportunities to like show that they actually care to that. They'll be patient with me mm-hmm. that they can be supportive and everyone. And like they fail every time. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I feel like I'm the one that's always there, but like when it's time for me to be there, like I meet women who are always like, oh, well, what if I have time? I'll help you out. Right. And for me, I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm tired of having romantic partners where it's like, I don't think I can call them to support me. But I, like, I've had times like I, over and over again, I'm always like, I don't think to call my partner. I think to call my friends. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not willing to take that risk again. Cause it's, it's heartbreaking when it's like, you're supposed to be like my partner and I can't even depend on you when I'm having a bad day to just call me, to talk to me. (laughs) Right. And I've had that a lot where it's like, you can't even make time to just give me a call just so I can hear your voice. So, 
<sighs> yeah. I think that's where I'm at. Like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm tired of being disappointed and I don't want to be disappointed right now. Yeah, I definitely feel that. I just want to get it in. Like, oh, okay. Well, you, don't need to be, you don't need to be in a relationship to do that. You don't. I'm like, you don't need to date necessarily to do that. You don't. Like, I, they're like separate desires for me. Like, I do want to date and get to know people and, you know, feel that. But I also just want to get it in as well. They're just like two separate entities right now. <laughs> so I need a sneaky link and I need like three people to date regularly. And yeah, we'll be in there. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm in the mood for. But apparently I got to let go of some shit. So. <laughs> Me too. We both do. We both do. Some shit. Some people. Ooh, I just had a download. Oh, I know what it's about. Oh. Oh, I'm a tax shoe. Okay. okay. I'll be ready. Ooh. Okay. It is also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. <laughs> Sorry. It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I, I love when that happens. I'm sorry. Like when, oh, when you just get a download and you're like, oh my God, that's what he means. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So here is a resource. Um, this is NCI's Cancer Information Service. So you can call 1-800-422-622. And they will give you um, information on how you can get low-cost in your area. Because um, I know, like, like I said, we have insurance or some of us go through the marketplace. We got to wait till a certain date. So, but your boobs, your boobs shouldn't wait. So, if you can, call that titties. number. Yeah, take care of your titties. If you can, call that number, please, and they will give you um, information on low-cost mammogram screenings. Yay. Um, and now to my favorite. It is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. It's my favorite because, you know, it's a cause very near and dear to my heart. Um, so, uh, we can call 800 799-7233 and you can call this number they have English they have Spanish and 200 plus other languages that you can call them and talk to them about whatever situation you may be going through um, when it comes to domestic abuse you can also text 88788 and you can chat online at chat.thehotline.us um, so online chat, it informs you of your options and your resources. I've used it before. Uh, it's pretty cool. And you can also go to the website, thehotline.org. Um, and you can even just look at the website to figure out what kind of resources there are out there. Um, and I also wanted to talk about something specific that I have an issue with. <laughs> so, um, therapists, influencers, Yes, we come to the front. Okay, so y'all, um, I need y'all to please stop downplaying very real issues for followers, likes, comments, and money. Please stop doing that. Um, it's very harmful. And, you know, it's you're using your credentials to put out misinformation that completely defeats the purpose of having the credentials. <laughs> because I, I've been seeing a lot of a few therapists that I have unfollowed that, <laughs> that have been putting out mis misinformation specifically about narcissism 
um, first of all, narcissism is very real in our society. It is very prevalent in the way that people behave and, and, you know, treat each other. Um, and I have been doing more research on this myself. Um, also we will probably talk about it later on, um, in later seasons, who the fuck knows, but I'm telling you about it now. Okay. Narcissism is how abuse is justified or normalized. How else does someone make it okay to you in your mind that they just hit you in the face? What, yeah. what is that? Yeah. <laughs> that is narcissism. That is what they that's do. Why, that's why that fucking two sides to every story when it comes to like abuse, I'm like, fuck off. Fuck Please. off. Please. Like, kiss my ass. Like, in what world can someone's words justify, a, you know, especially when it's like a grown ass man beating a woman? That is rooted in narcissism. Even women who beat men, because I've seen that too, mm -hmm. where they just beat the shit out of their boyfriend and their boyfriend's like, well, I can't do anything because if I if I do defend myself, I'm finished. Narcissism. There we Narcissism. Go. Like, if somebody tries to somehow make it seem like their abuse of you is your fault, it's narcissism. Um, if you do, so, honestly, if you are that person where you do someone wrong and they bring it to your attention and your first idea is, well, what did you do before to cause me to do that? You need to go get help immediately. Exactly. And I, I hate when people try and make it seem like, oh, everyone who hurts your feelings, you call them a narcissist. Like, no. nope, I don't know nobody who do that. Now I'm not saying these people don't exist. I don't know nobody who do that therapist or not I don't know anybody who does that so to get online and and spout that ignorance I don't like especially with our credentials I don't like that you know yeah. because let, let's look at I have my DSM with me right now let, let's look at <laughs> some of the the characteristics of somebody who actually does have NPD although but you don't have to have NPD to be narcissistic but let's 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 look at it. Okay. So we have has a grandiose sense of self-importance. Jesus. And nobody's saying self-confidence. I mean a grandiose, like you really think, honestly, let's just put it in today's terms. Mm -hmm. You have a severe case of main character syndrome. Yep. Like you genuinely think this is your show and we are all living in it. Precisely. <laughs> Like if you genuinely think everybody around you is an NPC and you treat them like they're NPCs and you don't say it unironically or like in a comedic way, you have a problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's look at number two is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. I'm groaning because some of us have dealt with actual narcissists. Taylor and I both have dealt with this and we are just like, ugh. It's exhausting to be around. Like every time you say it, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what that looks like. And I just feel tired already. And what's fucked up, I got my DSM in school because I had to. And what's fucked up, because I went through my abusive relationship while I was going to grad school to become a therapist. So as I'm as I'm looking at this, I realize I have certain numbers circled. Because while I was learning about what NPD is, I was circling the characteristics of my partner at the time. Uh -huh. 
that was me with, with my dad. Like yeah. it just started making my, like, I started being like, oh, that's why. Okay. So it's not my fault. But honestly, like reading that DSM five is what made me realize I'm not the problem. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. not the problem. This was a lose, lose situation for me. There was nothing I could have done to make this better. believes that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high status people or institutions by which there it's their private criteria mm -hmm. so whatever that is to them because okay. if they don't think you're special you're just not special not saying you're not special but if a narcissist does not feel you're special, they will also go out of their way to let you know how not special they think you are. Yeah. Notice the way I said how special they think you are not. I didn't say you're not. They, they in their head have decided. Yeah. So Again. somebody like Blueface is making you feel special. <laughs> Fucking asshole. I've never wanted to genuinely be like, like go up to someone and be like, I really am preying on your downfall. Like, like I've never genuinely preyed on a celebrity's downfall. Like I pray for that man's downfall. Right. Requires excessive admiration. Ugh. God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that motherfucker is mad at you on your birthday. Get away cannot handle the attention not being on them you can mm -hmm. see taylor and i have had to deal with some bullshit before because we are i'm just like ugh. and ugh. this is why and and this is why it is very important okay to not date down when i tell you dating somebody who is not educated when you are or are currently mm -hmm. getting more educated that shit is stressful mm -hmm. How dare you get upset with me because I'm reaching milestones in my graduate program because I'm about to graduate because I am graduating. How dare you make those things about you? How dare you get upset with me for accomplishing that when you met me <laughs> as I was getting as I was starting grad school and you you knew you ain't have shit but a high school diploma then. So I know yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's common. Like you meet a partner and the partner's going to school and it was cool when we were meeting, but then when you realize like, oh, I'm actually doing something, it's an issue. So even if they don't have NPD, that is a narcissistic behavior. Yeah. You're mad at, you're mad at your partner for having goals. <laughs> oh, here's a big one. Has a sense of entitlement i.e. unreasonable expectations of especially favorable treatment or automatic compliance with his or her expectations. And the expectations that you won't be told, you won't be told beforehand, you're going to have to fuck up and then you're going to find out in the worst way. Yeah, like I was watching uh, Couples Therapy on Showtime and they, the first couple that they showed they were talking about how like the woman apparently like every year for 20 years has been trying so hard to plan his birthday, you know, just something, you know, that she feels he would like. And he sees her planning these things. He sees these things on the calendar 
but until the day of doesn't tell her that this is not something he wants to do, but instead decides to book a flight somewhere because she didn't plan what he wanted to do. So she did all that work for him to still just go to Italy. <laughs> That's a narcissist. If Again, I ever like seen one. Like my dad and I, like we, my dad and my mom, we, my mom and dad, you know, my mom and I would try to do something for my dad. And it's like planning a helicopter ride. Like my parents, like my mom would tell me how they would go on these trips to like the Bahamas in Barbados and he's in the room talking about how miserable he is and it's just like holy fuck like god damn we can't do anything and you're still upset like we would do something small and then he would complain because we didn't show how much we cared enough we do something big and he's still like this is all just an illusion I'm not happy and it's just like god damn it like what do you yeah. want, man? Seriously, what the fuck do you want? Just say it. Like, and now you're <laughs> mad at us because we're like, bro, what do you want? Oh, no, you're acting like I'm asking for so much. Oh, Jesus. Right. You're just like, holy shit. Like, there's no way to win with the narcissist. And that's the thing about a narcissist, too, is that they don't want to admit it. But it's like, you're the you're the freaking buzzkill. You're the freaking you're like, the problem. You're the bad vibes. You're the reason the party isn't fun. Seriously, like, is it me? Am I the drama? Yes. <laughs> it's you. It's you. Oh, here's a big one. Is interpersonally exploitative. Takes oh. advantage of others to achieve his or her own ends. Do we know In people like this? Oh, God. You see what oh, I'm getting God. at? It, it's the commonality. <laughs> How fucking common are these traits? And there's a lot of people that think, well, I have goals. And I'm like, here's the thing. There is a difference between networking and understanding that there are people that can help you get indoors. But when you treat people like door openers and not people, that's what becomes a problem. Or say like the thing that you're obsessed with as far as status or whatever is beauty, right? So if everyone else around you has, has to be picked apart or has to be not beautiful, told that they're not beautiful in order for you to feel beautiful, yeah, I have news for you. <laughs> it's a part of the problem. Hell, if you have to make sure, I'm going to say this right now. If you are the birthday girl and you are mad because someone came to your birthday dinner dressed a little bit too well. I would like to go on record and say that that girl um, definitely clarified that the girl in the orange was a innocent bystander. She wasn't even at the dinner. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I sent so. you that on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, see. Also, but you know what, though? If you are a person, though, like in general, who like decides that someone dressing too cute on your day, like wearing white on a, on a, on a wedding day is insanity. But it's like, 
you're you're, you're trying to make me feel bad because you dressed in this outfit on my birthday and it's my birthday. You think you're about you? What? I'm just dressed. I feel like if there's if there's a dress code of any sort, just adhere to the dress code, you know. But I feel like code. if there is no dress code and it's my friend's birthday, I'm going to be cute. I feel like it's an insult for you to be ugly on my birthday or to be casual. Like, anybody, if you dress casual on my birthday and you know me personally, like, why the fuck would you do <laughs> I would be mad at you for dressing casually. <laughs> yeah, like, I would know, like, it's Taylor's birthday. Taylor wants us to get dressed. We're getting fine. That's okay. Dress. So, me, I'm like, just show up. Like, that's me. But you know with me, just show up. Just be there. Can you just do that? <laughs> Hello. You know. But it's just act accordingly. But I just, I feel like when you, if in just in general, birthday dinners are not a side. As long as you have to make someone feel smaller so that you can feel better, it's not cool, man. It's narcissistic. It's narcissistic. Like, if you're telling someone, like, you can't be your usual friendly self. Like, don't be up here being your friendly self. Um, like, I've, like, I was listening to Reddit stories about, uh, you know, bridezillas, um, things like that. And like how these brides were like, you up here being your bubbly friendly self is you trying to act like it's your, it's my, it's your, it's your day when it's my day. It's like, I'm just being myself. Like no, nobody's saying you're not the bride here. It, precisely. Like one, like the bride asking this one bridesmaid, like dye your hair a different color than blonde because I'm the only one that should be blonde on my wedding day. Huh? This is my hair. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick the fabric. And from that point forward, the style, the hair, whatever, that's on you. You do what you will with that fabric. Do what you will I, with your hair. See, I have heard brides tell people, like, you have to cut your hair. Sir. You have to cut your hair. Um, mm-hmm. Your hair can't be this color on the wedding day. I can be the only redhead on the wedding day. <laughs> you can't be the other. Like, I heard a story. She's like, you, you can't be the only other blonde. Everyone else is a brunette. I can only be the only blonde on my wedding day. Dye your hair. That's so sad. I guess like, God damn. <laughs> like if you worried about other bitches on your wedding day, like. I, Cause I, I'm be real. I ain't gonna be. Like, I'm going to be happy out there, but as far as worried about how y'all look in comparison to me, girl, do you know how drunk I'm going to be? Ain't nobody worried about y'all. Like, I'm here to get married <laughs> to my partner. I'm here to get married to my partner. I don't give a fuck what you're doing. I'm trying to throw ass. I don't give a fuck. I'm trying to have the best, like, I'm trying to call this an I love you day. Like, the biggest thing of, like, we together, we celebrating the fact that we go together. Right. I don't care what your hair look like. Are you happy to celebrate that with us? That's all I care about. So then, okay, and now we have lacks empathy. This is the key. This is the key one right here. Lacks empathy is unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others. How many people do we know? (laughs) There's a lot of people in this world that genuinely are like, like if you tell them like how hard is it to be empathetic? Like they literally will look at you and act like you're asking for too much. No, because the fucked up part is a lot of them think they are. 
I am empathetic. They're not. They're not. They're so mean. They're a just so cruel. Think they are. Like they're so cruel. There are I people think on we- national television who lack so much empathy, and they don't even know what they're showcasing on television every week or however often they come on TV. Hell, there's people that are so that say they're friends, and they're like, "I'm gonna tell you how," because I'm gonna just tell you like it is, and it's like you're not telling me like it is. You're just cutting me down. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like people that say I'm not um, mean, I'm blunt. I'm like, yo, you're mean as shit. Like I immediately am like, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, I don't like them people. Like, Keep people that, that shit away from me. Like, if you have that as a precursor when meeting you, like I'm like, oh, you're a dick. You're definitely a dick. Yeah, you can be real without being rude. It's very possible. As Especially person, if you love somebody. People tell me all the time, you're real as fuck. I'm like, because I'm never seeking to hurt somebody. But I will be like, look, this is what's going on. But let me tell you how you deal with this. Like, I'm going to tell you like it is, but I'm going to tell you how to cope with it and still be like, you have the capability to deal with this situation. Like, I'm never going to cut you down. It's more just being like, this is fucked up, but you can still deal with this. And this is how we going to deal with it. (laughs) Yeah, you can tell when when people love to hurt people's feelings with their words. You can tell when they just like relish in that. If I'm ashy and your way of going about it is to draw attention to the whole party that I'm ashy and make a show of handing me lotion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, and I told, like, I remember I had a student, I had to tell her, like, that's not the way you go. And she said, I ain't finna tell you no more if that's how you act. And I told her, I said, if that's how you help people, I don't want your help. Precisely. And of course she was a teenager, but I was like, I really do hope I made her rethink the way that she goes about help. Because she like in front of the whole class, damn miss, your ankle's ashy as hell. You need to take this lotion real quick. Yeah. And she's young, but I did tell her, I was like, that's not how you do that. Yeah. Because the thing about empathy, empathy is taught. Empathy is taught. Like, I really do feel like we are in a way like born selfish. So we just, a lot of people don't know how to empathize with others just naturally. I mean, yeah. Like, oftentimes you got to tell kids, like, hey, let them see your toy. (laughs) Right. Like, let them hold it. Like, just let them hold it. No one's saying you have to give it to them, but just, like, you can play together, you know? Like, teaching kids, like, hey, let people in on this cool thing. Like, things, like, teaching kids, like, things are, like, sometimes it is more fun to share things with others. Mm-hmm. Like, teaching people, like, who wants to share a birthday cake? And I'm like, birthday cakes, the whole point of a birthday cake is to share it. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's a big-ass cake. Why are you eating that big-ass cake by yourself? The whole point of a birthday cake is to be shared with your no friends having ass. I'm crying. <laughs> And so here's another one is often envious of others or believes that others are envious of him or her. I have come into contact with somebody like this who actually is both like they believe others are envious of them, but them the worst kinds, but they're the ones who are envious of the other people. Like you could tell. Those same people that they accuse of being jealous of them, they're actually jealous of. Yeah. It's the people that be having one-way beef that I low-key be like, you don't understand how funny you are and you are not trying to be. Like, people that got one-way beef crack me up. 
you know how many people have like accused me of like oh she she had a she got an issue with me because of this like oh, mind you i'm minding my business don't know your name like Look, don't even I'm, know who me, you I'm, are i'm the main one to be like i just want to be left alone why are you bothering me like who the fuck are you you know what i mean why are you bothering me and i think like any any kind of like issue i've actually had with any other person it really stemmed from them like bothering me unprovoked like i don't just go bothering people you know what i mean but when i'm no. bothered then i have to like i have to smack you because you think you think it's okay to fuck with me unprovoked when i'm minding my business like now i have to let you know that that's not a safe thing to me. so yeah and you'll see this in your bosses too like you'll meet bosses where you're that employee that has just good ideas you're easy to work with. People respect you. And they're just mad. Angry. They're just angry at that. Like, I've had a boss where I didn't do nothing to that lady. But she decided, now nah, this bitch got to go. Mm-hmm. And it's just weird. Like, there are people in this world that, like, if you just have a little more, if you shine naturally as a person, they don't like you. For real. Like, seriously, if you are just a, a one of those people where you just shine naturally, like, you're a friendly individual, you're authentic, you're genuine, and people like you, people that are narcissistic will target you because they're like, oh, They don't fuck like no. it. Oh, fuck like no. There's this no bitch. Way you're just, you're, what do you mean people just like you on your own volition because you have <laughs> an actually good personality? Fuck no. <laughs> they're mad at you for having an actually decent personality because they don't have one. So they're mad at you for that, and they have to crush that. <laughs> I really hate that for them because it's like that could be you too if you just stop being so fucking vain. Just freaking work on yourself a little bit, but no, it's it's easier for a narcissist to snuff out the light of everyone around them than just get their own, develop their own. (laughs) Like skill issue, skill issue at its finest. Yeah, like, bitches, I'm telling you, like, any person that I've had, like, a personal issue with, it was because, like, they were jealous of my light. Like, and I'm just like, I didn't, I never, like, yeah, bitches gotta move. Like, bitch, we could shine together. Like, I never had an issue with you. (laughs) Like, what? I'm never scared to shine with other bitches. But it's just like, no, some of them cannot take the fact that I have my own light. And that's why my friend group to this day, everybody got their own light. So that's just, that's why we're besties. Because we don't have reasons to be jealous. You know, like, we're just, we shine in our own way. And I love that about us. That's what I'm saying. Like, I want to be in a friend group of everybody that just has their own light. Like, I love friend groups where you can just tell everybody's a good person in the friend group. Mm-hmm. Like, if you run into this friend group in the street, like, if you near are in danger, this is the friend group who will protect you and get you to safety. <laughs> For real. Y'all the ones that'll pour milk on me if I got tear gas. Yeah. Like, I, that's the thing about it is, is like, like it's, it's really dope when you be the friend group and it's like, everybody is just a good person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everybody in the squad is just a good person. I don't want to be with nobody that we not all on the same wavelength of like, we here to take care of people. We here to love people. We here to love each other. Like me and you, I feel like we the kind of friends that don't even need no dress code because we just dress the way we do. 
Yeah. <laughs> Kathy, just bring your ass here at eight o'clock. Okay. All right, cool. Okay. <laughs> you might be in some like some like, you know, gothic kind of shit. I might be in some, you know, some boho. <laughs> boho kind of we just don't know we don't know one of these days me I'm, like, me I'm like where's taylor she's shaking her ass somewhere where is she i do get lost in the party a lot taylor is that person where it is I'm like sorry, oh, shit, we're taylor and i'm like she's short too great yes it's very inconvenient but i always find y'all <laughs> and then for the last one shows arrogant haughty behaviors or attitudes Trust me, they will let you know how much better they think they are than you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how great. every Narcissists be the ones that they family be telling them how annoying and horrible they are. And they'll take a stranger's opinion that met them one time. Or they only meet them for a few hours of the day. And they'll be like, well, so-and-so tells me this. So-and-so don't live with you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I hate when somebody who ain't never lived with somebody that I didn't live with try to tell me what the fuck they be doing. Bitch, you don't know. Like don't, you don't fucking know. Don't ever tell somebody who lives with the problem how much of a problem you don't think they actually are. You don't live with them. Everybody different when you live with them. Let me tell you something, bitch. Like that's how I be feeling. But you see with these with these diagnostic um criteria. You know, like these are obviously traits that Cassidy and I have seen in so many different people to the point like I know that there are people out there who are listening, who may not be listening, who have also experienced some of the same things in other people. So you mean to tell me that all all these different people have experienced people who meet these criteria. And mind you, I read nine. I read all nine, but you only have to meet five of them to have NPD. But that's besides the point. But I'm it's saying- some people walking around with nine out of nine, though. They walking around with nine out nine of nine. Nine out of nine. But you steady telling me there's only 5% of people in the population who have this shit. We got all these people who walking around saying, I've experienced this in a person. I'm in therapy because of a person who has these types of criteria um, as a part of their personality. You're going to sit up here and tell me only 5%. And mind you, by definition, the shit that I've read, a motherfucker who lacks empathy, who thinks that highly of themselves. How often do you think they are going to therapy to figure out what the fuck is wrong with them? Seriously, they're the problem. I said the whole point of a narcissist is that they don't believe they're ever the problem. That's Thank the whole gimmick. The Thank whole you. Gimmick and the whole exhausting point is that with the narcissist, they're never the problem. You will scream yourself blue in the face trying to explain to them how their actions violated you, and they will say, "Okay, but what did you do?" <laughs> a narcissist, by definition, should let you know. That narcissistic personality disorder is underdiagnosed. Yeah, that's the whole. I'm like, you all keep missing the whole point of what a narcissist is. I'm like, do you like? I'm saying, like, people always think, well, how come they're not going to the therapy to get diagnosed? Because they're narcissists. Most narcissists anything wrong with them. (laughs) Most narcissists come to therapy with a with a partner. They come to therapy because. Because their partner dragged them to therapy. My dad got dragged to couples therapy 
to only get told he was the problem and got mad and would didn't want to come back because that was the first time in his life someone said something is wrong with you <laughs> girl do you know how many times as a student not as a state intern as a student i predicted that a motherfucker wasn't coming back to therapy oh yeah <laughs> because i called them out bitch i'm talking about i done ordered my lunch and everything i knew they weren't coming and lo and behold the phone call came yeah such and such not coming bitch i already knew that i will say this there are times when people say the th there are times when i believe more often i know people are gonna get mad at me but i'm like the therapist spent the whole session attacking me i'm like that therapist didn't attack you you got a mirror held up to your face for the first time in your life and you wasn't ready yeah i'm a <laughs> don't like mirrors and I, and I let me tell you something i'm not sitting up here just pointing fingers i didn't like mirrors for a long time either i didn't like somebody telling me what was wrong with me for a long time either i had to go to rehab before i could face a mirror i had to have a mirror somebody had to do a patrick and go look at it look at it <laughs> you think i like motherfuckers telling me i was clingy i was controlling i was okay you think i like somebody telling me that that i was codependent a people pleaser Hello. that i couldn't think for myself no we don't enjoy being told these things but we also knew that we had to be told these things and we had to reckon with them in order to become better yes it took for me for somebody to tell me like cassidy you have got to learn how to think for yourself and live for yourself because i was had to be told like you aren't you you don't even know who you are because you've been everything you everything that everyone else told you to be mm -hmm. that's a hard pill to swallow hell to be like um you didn't sat there and then ruined your life drinking and your body drinking because you couldn't face the fact that you are a gay woman <laughs> see like it's un very ugly truths we both had to face about ourselves so we don't just sit here pointing fingers and telling everybody exactly. else that they're trash what we're saying is stop being ignorant to the fact that certain shit exists like narcissism yeah. is not exclusive to people with narcissistic personality disorder it's not yeah a lot of y'all are very, a lot of people I'm like are very self-absorbed individuals and cannot empathize with people, cannot see outside of themselves. Definitely believe like I am the main character in the friend group. We do everything I say. Like when I hear about people saying like the leader of the friend group and I'm like, y'all friend groups got leaders? Y'all think that's okay? Y'all think it's Everybody cute? Everybody don't <laughs> do what they want to do? Like why are you a grown ass woman getting, having a leader? And I've been in friend groups where, like, obviously everything, you know, revolved around one person or, you know, where certain roles were a thing and you knew, yeah, like, this person, to. you don't call them out on their shit, but, you know, you call me out on my shit every two seconds type shit. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I've been in friend groups like that. Oh, yeah. I always love, and my favorite is the person in the friend group that you don't dare call them out. They can call everybody else out. They can talk about everybody else, but don't you dare yeah. hold the mirror up to them. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have dealt with that. And it really is like, it's just your world. And we just living in it. You're the goddess of this world. Basically. The God of this world. Cause I've met it in both fronts. I've met narcissistic women and narcissistic men. And both times I was like, you are exhausting. 
Yeah, but I say I say all that to say like stop feeding, especially like therapist influencers. Like I I feel like honestly, I don't like the fact that some of us are influencers, but I you know do what y'all do. Because <laughs> me, I mean, like, I, I can't say that I am because I don't even post on a regular basis all the time. Like, I, I try to keep it you weekly. I do. Yeah, I post memes. I do, like, self-care Sunday. And then I post memes on Tuesday. But even sometimes I fall off of that. Like, I didn't even do that this week. But so you, I think you post good therapy humor. Like, I love your yeah. memes. Like, I feel like you are the exact kind of way that a therapist TikTok should be. Mm-hmm. Very generalized, made-up scenarios. That there is a meme format to make people laugh. Like I feel like it's how a proper teacher talk should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's what I do. You know, I I gen generally I don't like influencer culture, influencing therapists. But I mean, if you're gonna do it, I'm just gonna say stop feeding into ignorant narrative. Like all these like people, you know, mental health advocates, life coaches. They're the ones who say these things like, well, everyone who hurts your feelings isn't a narcissist. They say those types of things. But as a therapist, I don't feel like you should say that because it's feeding into a narrative that narcissism is not as um, prevalent as it actually is. And, you know, we we have to stop feeding into that because we know the facts, you know, as as somebody who not only has the credentials, but I went through that during my program you know what i'm saying so i'm speaking from education and experience it is very common yes i mean shoot you guys are doing it in grad school i'm like that was my whole childhood was having it i wish i had known what narcissism was when i was a kid like Mm -hmm. i wish that my mom and i both said like we didn't know what narcissistic personality disorder was yeah, but when we found out and we got to put traits to the face, we was like, "Oh, now we get it." <laughs> Precisely. So. Shoot, I know therapists who have said, "I'd rather work with a sociopath than work with somebody that has narcissistic personality disorder." To be honest, somebody right. gonna get mad when they hear that. But no, I'm one, telling of my, one of my professors now, said that. Like, one of my professors <laughs> said that she don't work with narcissists. Because how is how, you know how hard it is to get through to somebody that don't believe? I don't want to even know what you have to say to help get through to somebody that you are the motherfucking problem. Yeah, like no empathy whatsoever. You have to have empathy to even think that you are the problem. What's so, the common denominator, the beloved, is what you keep having to say to a narcissist. Yeah. You're the common denominator in all of these scenarios. Oh, okay. So the magician reverse. You know who's a master of illusions? A narcissist. Yeah. That magician reverse. Oh my God, that makes sense. Well, that makes sense. What it basically is us trying to help break the spell. A lot of narcissists have casted on probably some of our listeners. Yeah. So the magician like, reverse. You, that makes sense. <laughs> That makes sense. Like, yeah, because because then the page of wands clarified it and influencing is art. So if OK, so, yeah, OK, that makes sense. So, yeah, like the master of illusions, that's the narcissist. And I think the page of wands that was representing the influencers. Stop helping them. <laughs> Stop helping the narcissist to to keep they doing all- what they do as as therapists. And- 
if you're going to build a platform like that, I need you to please build it for people who are victims of that, survivors yeah. of that. Do not aid and abet the damn narcissist, please. Seriously, like they already, it's already hard enough to call them on their shit. Don't make it harder because it's now people that are saying, well, like I was on Twitter the other day and somebody said, narcissists sound like a real ass nigga to me. See, see. And I was just like, you all don't even know that you are going to end up alone and miserable and confused. (laughs) The fact that y'all even you relate to somebody with that many narcissistic characteristics that makes less attractive to somebody like me like fuck that's a problem like i said i remember i commented i said how was lacking empathy a flex (laughs) i saw that yeah i saw that that's a good thing that's a that's a horrible trait to have is lacking empathy that's like one of the that's like 80 percent of being human it is (laughs) (laughs) empathy emotion yeah so that that's my whole spill on that for Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And, you know, uh, physical abuse, narcissism, that goes hand in hand. Um, All types of abuse. Like, you cannot abuse someone without having some form of main character syndrome. Seriously. Because how else do you justify it? <laughs> Violating someone's boundaries to the degree that abusers do. In all forms of abuse, you got to be some kind of narcissist because it takes some form of self-absorption to just run over someone's bodily autonomy, someone's, um, you know, authority over themselves. Like, you got to be some kind of narcissistic. For real. You do. All right. Well, now that we've educated y'all on that, please, please, please take it with you and Hold it near and dear to your heart. Um, <laughs> so now we're going to get into celebrities cast wants to smoke with. Who did you want to smoke with this week? This was actually a toughie because everybody's been kind of pissing me off lately this week. Oh, my God. Okay. No, the celebrity world is getting to a point where I'm like, please stop confessing things. You know who I don't like to, like, know things about? Who? Like, you know, like. I love Krishan to death. I do. But what I'm saying is like the whole like blue face Jaden Krishan situation. That's a situation I get tired of like hearing about. Um, like when people be like, oh, I'm so tired of hearing about Jaden Will Smith. Like, girl, I, I, I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. Like, cause I actually, that. yeah. Every time, every time they talk, I learn something. I don't learn shit from blue face and Jaden yeah. and them. I don't, I don't learn nothing from them. You know what? Because I honestly, I would love to be on Funny Marco because after oh, how him. G Herbo and them got yes. on his show, like Girl. it kind of pissed me off. Because I was like, "Oh, he played too much, and it's not like, even cute." Like, and they gonna sit up and say, cute. "Y'all ain't never been around a Chicago nigga before." That's how they act. Well, bitch, Chicago niggas need to be changed how they acting because that's not cute. You know what it reminded me? You remember like them one them niggas that only came to school just to get in trouble? Hello. Like G Herbo and them, I'm like, you was the one that we trying to learn and you just keeping us from learning because you got to start beak with the teacher. You're just in the way. Like you're just, you're right. just doing things. 
And then people be like, they be feeling black men. But I'm also in my head like, okay, but what about the other black kids that really is trying to learn and it's this one motherfucker that's just ruining it for everybody else? <laughs> for real. That's how they were. They was acting like them boys in class that be bullying each other. I used to feel bad for that boy that, you know, kind of like how Marco was. Like, the boy that would just be like kind of sitting there and not really like doing nothing. Doing nothing. You know, like, I would feel bad for him, but I'm like, he a boy, you know, I can't really step in. Like, because used to in elementary school now, I, I didn't give a fuck who you was. Like, if you was bullying somebody, I'm, I'm going to come over there. But, well, we all had the same. Well, that's because in elementary school, everybody got the same strengths. Like, yes. you haven't, nobody's gotten their stat points, you know, increased or reduced yet. <laughs> but once we got to middle school and they got so cruel towards the boys, I would want to help, but I'm like, you know, they might beat the fuck out of me. I don't know. So <laughs> yeah. Because everybody's stat points in elementary school is the same. You can beat up boys in elementary school. Mm-hmm. We all got the same voice pitch. Like, everybody's voice pitch is the same. Everybody's got the same amount of strength. Like, it's For like real? the only, like, evil, like, even ground you are in as a kid. Like, that's the only even ground boys and girls have, I think, growing up. Because once you get to middle school, the boys then got stronger. The girls then got, you know, older and folk is getting their hormones and folk getting mean. And it's mm -hmm. just, a, it's them hormones be turning folk into demons. Exactly. So, yeah, I felt really bad for him. That so that's who you wanted to smoke with, Funny Marco? I want to smoke with Funny Marco because I feel like yeah. that episode that episode would go down in history. I, I would like that. I would like to see you on Funny Marco. <laughs> Me and a Funny Marco. Yeah, I'm sorry, because if Funny Marco want to try deadpan humor, he got he done met his match. But see, you would match it beautifully. You <laughs> you wouldn't try and bully him. Like you would just no. match you would just match the humor. Like him and the little white girl. Yeah. You know, that was cute. When he had Big Groove on there. Oh my God, that was funny. Like, because Funny Marco, that's when I'm like, that's Funny Marco, the class clown that talked to the person that be dead at the dead ass serious jock. Mm hmm. It's just like, if you don't leave him alone and stop talking to him. <laughs> like, the way I felt in the episode was like, stop talking to him. You know he's serious. Pretty please. But girl, that shit. Oh, that was one of his funniest ones. But I also like the one that he did. Oh my god, the one he did with Sexy Red. <laughs> and he asked her what she was seeing if she went to the church. She talking about Pound Town. I'm gonna sing Pound Town. <laughs> he talking about tell the folks something they don't know about you. He talking about. She talking about. My coochie pink, my booty hole brown. <laughs> Which I was just kind of like, I mean, I would assume, but anyways. I fucking hate her. She is a like boy. I was sitting here like, why wouldn't it be? I love her though. That's my nigga. But that, she's so funny. Oh my God. To me, she a DJ Khaled where like her whole presence like is just unironically funny. Yeah, I can see that. Like they not trying, but you like that's a funny motherfucker right there. <laughs> you don't know what they gonna do next. For real, I bet she was so much fun in high school. Oh my god, some folks, you can, some folks, you can tell they was fun in high school. Like 
a motherfucking fool. You can tell who used to get sent out of class as Car- well. Carisha. <laughs> no, I was definitely like, I sometimes look at Carisha and I'm like, you definitely got sent out of class. And I would have got sent out of class behind her. Confused as fuck too. Why would you see me out of, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> no, I can tell I'd have been in my head like, Carisha finna get me sent out of class because I'm now laughing at her antics. Because mm-hmm. I can tell when she would have do math problems on the board, y'all, what's the answer? Mm-hmm. Cassidy, help me. I'd be like, I don't know. Why are you asking me? Girl, I don't fucking know. Get off I'd me. Like, like. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know why you asked. I'm like, because I'd have been like, I, I, Carisha, I'd be like, Carisha, I don't know why you, I'm like, how's I tell you you call me for English help? You don't call me for no math help. Mm-mm. All my friends do. Don't call my phone for no damn math help. I cannot help you. Absolutely not. All right. Well, let's get into our astrology segment. It is still Libra season. (laughs) So working out that karma, that balance, that justice. So all you motherfuckers who think y'all ain't going to get y'all's, you're going to get it. care what nobody say people be on twitter talking about some sometimes people do just get away with it and i'm like no All right okay. sometimes you just don't get to see when people get their karma i learned that too a long time ago like i used to i used to be so mad like damn i should have smacked the hell you know how i am i don't let nothing go so i'd be like oh i should have smacked that bitch when i had the chance you know what i mean and so I learned it the hard way. Like one time I had seen how somebody's life was going. You know, after a few years, I done kind of forgot about the shit. I'm like, damn, they got their yeah. ass beat by the Lord. Yeah. Like <laughs> God did that. Like he just fucked you up. Like, but Even I'm like, rich people. <laughs> I'm telling you, God, God, he don't like they they are so for real when they say it, our perception of time is different because, you know, a year to me is a second to him. So, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like he be feeling like, well, I got him right on time. You know, I'd be like, damn, it took you 10 years, but you fucked him up. Like, <laughs> yeah, That's what I try to tell people. I'm like, it ain't that people just get away with it. People don't get the consequences that you pictured for them. But or that don't, don't mean get they, it right then and there. Yeah, like I say, like the lovely bones. Like everybody wanted that motherfucker to get arrested and go to prison and seek like legal justice for killing all them girls. Yeah, but he got fucked up in the end. He did. It wasn't the way that we wanted, but he ended up getting fucked up. Girl, and see, from that point forward, I learned to stop wanting so bad like to get people back i mean i still struggle with it don't get me wrong because i'd be feeling like god come on now like you're taking a while she need to get punched in the face and so <laughs> but i i learned that a long time ago i'm like god don't miss nobody especially when it come to me no. so i'm gonna just shut up no i have seen people where it's just like shoot my father it was a way that I was like, I had a Jesse, uh, Jesse Pinkman moment. He said, I keep getting away with it. <laughs> but then when he, when it caught up to him, I was like, ooh, 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 lay down. <laughs> yeah. You get your ass What? Like, I was even like, ooh, that's, that was a little more than what I actually wanted, but okay, damn. <laughs> For real. 
Yeah, that's the thing. He he be doing that overkill. Like, and then you start to feel bad for him. Like, bitch, I never thought I would feel bad for my enemies. <laughs> I mean, even Emmett Till's murderers, they didn't go to prison, but their lives were over after that. Like when people found out, like when they started bragging about it, people were like, Oh, hell no. Nah. People was like, We racist, but damn. <laughs> Yeah, like y'all do a little too much. Like you know how bad you gotta when, be when other racists is like you're doing a little much. When the racists say you doing too much, baby, I got news for you. You took it too far. Like I was like, you know how bad you gotta act when other racists is like, okay, we may not like black people, but it ain't that deep. For real. So yeah, there's that. So yeah, karma balance justice. Um, but for those of us who, you know, treat people like human beings, there's also beauty and romance in store <laughs> during Libra season. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. I mean, we, it's the 21st today. So, you know, Libra seasons, I mean, Scorpio season starts in like a couple days. So we got Scorpio. Am I not Scorpio? My mom is a Scorpio. I have a soft spot for every Scorpio. Really? Wow, I nice. do. I love Scorpios. My mom was a Scorpio. She's shady with a smile, though. That trait is top tier for her. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not talking about your mama. I'm talking about the Scorpios I done dealt with. Like, no, Scorpios will sit there and tell you, like, you know that's dumb, right? With a smile on their face. I don't even mind that part. I really don't. It's other shit that get on my nerves. But you know, it ain't even Scorpio season, so I'm not gonna shade y'all. I'm gonna we'll just <laughs> we'll put a pin in it. We'll put a pin. We're gonna put a pin in it. You know? My favorite that's my favorite grown-up saying. We're gonna put a pin in that. We'll put a pin in it. You know, because honestly, but Scorpio season itself is a very, very transformative, beautiful, you know what I'm saying? Passionate, passionate season. So not it's not bad for referral i'm excited for it i'm always excited for scorpio season um but yes it is still libra season so yes karma balance justice beauty and romance those are the themes um and we also have at this point a moon and capricorn so we're gonna see a, a more so like achievement focused ambitious kind of emotional nature also just generally emotionally reserved most of us um you know capricorns aren't really known for expressing their emotions so when the moon is in capricorn we're not really like big on expressing our emotions you know we just kind of like yeah yeah there's that and i get all my information as far as astrology from time space so download the app it's free um so let's get into our topic for today (laughs) so we're going to talk about alcohol and the culture i feel like it was important to talk about this even though we are called wine weed and whispers (laughs) you know it's okay to acknowledge that sometimes you know certain stuff might be a tad bit destructive who who you know who knows so what i will say about alcohol what you say just a little bit just a little bit you know so what i will say about alcohol is it is very very normalized (laughs) it is everywhere like I when I did my first alcohol fast I think that's when I noticed that which I did my first alcohol fast last August August of 2022 I was still in Tampa and you know 
obviously I just had to find other activities to do that didn't include alcohol. But girl, do you know how hard that was? <laughs> I was like, girl. What the fuck? Now in Vegas, I will say in Vegas, I would have had a harder time. I know. But yeah, it was just hard. Like I eventually found stuff like, you know, that I just didn't even think about doing. Like going to the ice cream shop, you know going to like certain restaurants that don't even have a bar like i realized that gas station yeah it was just certain certain stuff that you could do that i didn't even think about doing because there was no bar there so my alcohol fast opened me up to a lot of different things like i don't know (laughs) yeah i mean you know i don't drink um you're right yeah but I definitely, I constantly see, like, how normalized drinking is. Like, it's always funny to me when someone who drinks is judgmental of someone who smokes weed. Wait, and it's like had that happen? Are, <laughs> seriously, like, it's weird. Like, and it's like, I get on Twitter every day and it's people saying, like, we can be an addictive. And I'm like, we, there's 20,000 articles about this. Like, why do you all keep saying it? Like, yes, we know. Why are you bothering people about that? But it's like, it's weird how like, I feel like society is still like trying to villainize, like remind you to villainize weed every like few sec, like every few days or so. But it's like, people literally get shit face drunk, like as an event. And it's just like, yeah, it's party up. Yeah, like that's normal for your birthday, for your wedding, for, you know, even kids' birthdays, like people be getting fucked <laughs> Like I'm saying, like, I'm like, why are you fucked at at the baby's first birthday? The baby first birthday. There's a bar at the baby's like, first birthday. Why are we trashed at the baby's first birthday? Listen, <laughs> child. You know, and I find it, like, really funny, too, how, like, how hard we had to push for weed to be normalized and legalized. But alcohol itself is is more destructive. Like, you got liver cirrhosis. You got DUIs literal death it can cause like (laughs) listen listen real quick because when you said weddings right Mm -hmm. so this is what I thought I thought like people were judging because this bride and groom had a weed bar at their wedding they say y'all can't take a break from the weed for one day but I'm like nobody bats an eye if you let you have a cash bar at your wedding hello everybody's upset but God forbid, like people are at the people spend the, their entire wedding day drunk, but God forbid the bride and groom are stoners. And instead of being shit faced drunk, they decide we're going to just be stoned. Yeah. And I got so mad. Like, I was like, how is it that weed is so, you know, classless, but getting fucked up at the wedding is like what you're supposed to do. Yeah, like, I wouldn't mind a weed bar. And that's that's one thing. Like, I've never minded the swe- smell of weed. Like, I'll send somebody out of my house if they want to smoke cigarettes or if they want to, like, smoke <laughs> a black. But, baby, if you want to smoke weed, you could definitely do that in my house. Like, I don't give you know, if it's my place. <laughs> right. Or if you in my car, you know, we could do that. Like, we ain't got to roll no windows down, nothing. Because I don't mind the smell of weed. All that other stuff, uh-uh. Yeah. It's just like, I just thought about that. Like, I was like, I love how weed is like, it's so tacky if you smoke weed on your wedding day. And I'm like, but nobody bats an eye if the groom is walking around double fisting bottles of champagne. Yeah, like you literally be taking shots before you walk down the aisle. Like, what the fuck? 
Like, I was just like, this is how I know, like, the villainization of weed just rotted so many brains. It has. Because people still are, like, constantly, like, weed has banned. And I'm like, okay, yes, we know. But, like, it's just so, so funny how unprovoked people go out of their way to, like, talk about stoners. Yeah, like... like you'll see a video of someone doing a dab in their car, and then it's, like, this whole anti-weed essay. It makes my nerves bad because I'm just like I know for a fact we just don't have the same effect. Like I said, like it all the stuff I just named, <laughs> like, like it, it'll take you a lot, a very long time, and a lot of effort to die from weed. Like before you even die, you're gonna probably be greened out and asleep. Like this is my thing. Can you overdose on weed? Yeah, absolutely. When y'all be having hallucinations and shit, you did too much. That's an overdose on weed. You didn't die, but you started seeing pink elephants. And you aren't supposed to see the actual pink elephant. That's supposed to be a metaphor, not an actual thing you see. <laughs> you did too much. Like when you're over here paranoid thinking the FBI is going to. And I'm like, it's okay to say too that not everybody should smoke weed. I do not believe in pushing weed on people because I do believe that it doesn't work for the same for everybody. But that's the same I feel about alcohol. Like, people are like, you can't just have one drink. No. No, like, sobriety is almost offensive to some people. Like, why don't you drink? Like, <laughs> Don't be straight edge either. Like, people, like, it's funny how people will say, well, do you smoke? Yeah, then they leave me alone. But when I didn't smoke either, people were like, no, 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 no. There's no way you don't do anything. You don't have any vices. And that's why I'm saying, like, it's funny when you beat somebody and they are just upset that you don't have one vice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know. Vice. Like, for, for or one me, judge vice, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they judge you. Like, you don't have nothing. You ain't smoking. You ain't drinking. What you doing? Like, <clears throat> you think you're better than me? <laughs> that's what they really be wanting to say. <laughs> And that's how I felt like people were like, thought that I thought there was better than them. And I'm like, no, like I was, I wasn't sure. Like I took, people say like, so you, how come you started smoking weed again? I'm like, trust me, I took a break from everything. And I'm glad I did. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel the need to be totally straight edge. Trust me. I have days where I'm like, eh, I don't need to take a puff today. I'm actually good. Yeah. Um, but I, I just remember like people like were just like, I don't know. They thought I was some like even like they thought I was going to start like preaching to them about, you know, the, the goodness of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I'm just over here just trying to play freaking um, taboo. You're the one bothered by the fact that I'm not drinking. Right. Yeah. I even had a friend who like I told her, I said, I love you. But I'm like, dude, like, I don't know if I should come to the event because everyone freaks out when I'm not drinking and she even said like I don't understand and I said girl like it's crazy like she even had to like kind of shield me because one of uh, her friends had come and he just wouldn't leave me alone and finally like her the guy's spouse my friend and somebody else had to say leave her alone yeah and he was like, and then I finally told him why. He said, oh, well, now I feel bad. And they were all like, that's why we kept telling you to leave that girl alone. 
but it's crazy. Like I had to tell people, like, I remember like they said, like, we're going to have like a sober bar for people that don't drink, but want to go socialize and have mocktails. And I remember people were so offended. What? Why are you going to a bar? Why are you even going out if you're not going to drink? And I was like, so people who don't drink can't have a place to just chill? Like, and I remember like he sent, like he made an angry react. He did an angry react to my comment on Facebook. He did like a laugh <gasps> react to the post. And I was in my head like, holy shit, like you cannot. We like you cannot function. Like there are people that cannot understand wanting to socialize without get without alcohol. It cannot make your nerves that bad that somebody don't want to drink. Like it does. like I have met people who just couldn't get off it. That's crazy. Because I mean, like, like you you had to tell me one time, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Which I appreciate. Like I think you're one of the few people that I told I don't drink, and you just okay. I just went about my business. Because the thing about it is, like, dude, more alcohol for me. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> most, most people literally are like, so is it, like, a religious thing? Like, they can't just go, okay. They did that on the game, on the show, the game, when that lady, she said she don't drink. And mind you, she she didn't even, I don't, I don't think she had, like, rehab or nothing like that. She just didn't drink. And she they were like, are you pregnant? And she was like, No. And it was like, is he religious or something? Like, she was like, no, I just don't drink. And then, <laughs> what they said. And then they, I think they were supposed to have moved on in the meeting or whatever. And then somebody had raised their hand acting like they was going to ask something about the meeting. And she was like, so you don't drink at all? <laughs> like, damn, so you got to drink. But honestly, you did have to drink to be a sunbeam. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> like you did like yeah. the white wine was like they kool-aid that was them but it, it was just like i don't know and then it's funny because it's like oh how come you don't want to come i'm like because you're gonna bother me about not drinking like it's weird like i made the mistake of bringing non-alcoholic beer to one like game night and i'll never do that shit again girl as it first of all why do y'all do this to people as if there are health benefits like we all know what we're doing is fucking destructive. We know this. <laughs> because we can't all be in the liver failure war together. Yeah. Alone. Like, they don't want to be in the they don't want they because they don't want to all be on the liver transplant list by themselves. Like people who push veganism, like I get why you push veganism. You want to save the animals, you it's a spiritual thing, or you know, you just want like people say that, you know, if when when animals die, they die sad. And so if you eat the sad animal, then you in inherently become sad. You know, like that makes sense to me with veganism. Pushing alcohol, like that's that's crazy. <laughs> Girl, I've always thought about that. I'm like, what is the point? And I've had people that literally weren't on my side. They were like, well, we don't get the point though. Like what's the point of drinking beer if there's no alcohol in it? I like the taste of beer. Well, why don't you just drink something else? I, because I like the taste of beer. Well, I think that's stupid. Thanks. I'm not asking you to buy it for me. Why are you mad about what I'm doing? You act like I sent you to the store to go and get it for me with your money. You know, like, I, I don't know. I don't know why people are so offended by it. Do you like, know how many bartenders, like, got an attitude with me because I ordered a soda? <laughs> that's it? You don't want rum in it? I just want a Coke. Seriously, that's it. 
can I have my freaking Coke? And I'm like, I was going to tip you, but now I'm like, now I'm rethinking it. I feel like, because they feel like they get a lot of their tips from drunk people. Like, when people get drunk, they spend more money. Like, it's a known fact. And so, I feel like maybe that's why. Because I know I bought a cheap drink, I'll usually tip the amount my drink costs. That's, that's nice. But when you do shit like that, I'm like, no tip. Because now you pissed me off. And you made me feel bad. So now I'm not going to give you anything. Fuck you. Here's my $4. <laughs> I'm not coming back here for seconds. I'm fucking crying. I just wanted a Coke, you bitch. Like, <laughs> God. Like, it pisses me off. Like, I really was like, I just wanted a fucking Coke. Why are you giving me a hard time over a Coke? Give me the goddamn Coke. Yeah, I think in that sense, alcohol is over-normalized. Like, it's like people really feel like you have to be drinking. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's Saturday. Like, you're not drinking? Like, <laughs> I don't no. want anybody sober. But you okay, know. I don't want to be drunk, though. Yeah, like, some people just don't want to be drunk. You know what I'm saying? Like, even even for my birthday, I've calmed that down. Like, I'm not trying to be blacked out on my birthday. Like, I actually want to remember it. You know, like, my 19th, I couldn't tell you what happened on my 19th. And I wasn't even supposed to be drinking. Don't know what happened. Didn't make it to the club. I know that. But I know. I I, see, same. I didn't make it to the club. <laughs> didn't make it to the club. Not my proudest day. I don't. I don't believe in being back. I don't. Honestly, I don't believe in being blacked out drunk. I don't like the idea of my body being on autopilot. <laughs> Precisely. Like, uh, uh-uh. ain't nobody trying to be that drunk. Like, no. I want to remember my shit. Like, that's why I wanted to do like a tequila tasting. I didn't want to just go out and drink tequila you know, straight off the bar. Like, no, bitch, I want to just taste what it's supposed to taste like. And when you do a tequila taste, you're supposed to just sip, you know, do it cute, classy. Like, it, it ain't nobody trying to take shots. This shit is strong. <laughs> it's tequila. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Like, and, and the thing is, I don't mind alcohol being normal. Like, I don't mind it. But normalize other shit, too. You know? normalize weed normalize shrooms when people microdose on shrooms oh my god the effects they're trying to use it in like, more therapeutic process to help people with trauma too seriously like i know so many people who are, who say like i microdose on shrooms and i i have less anxiety through the days like it's so much like so many benefits it is shit at this point normalize ecstasy too i don't know <laughs> i mean and this is the thing it's controversial but it make you happy the decriminalization of drugs will actually bring crime rates down mm-hmm. um i've actually seen it actually worked in favor of helping with drug care because decrim putting someone in prison over drugs is not going to help them get clean it's very redundant too Drug rehabilitation programs is how you help people get clean. Precisely. Yeah, it's, on- it's very redundant yeah. to put somebody in jail. Yeah, they can get drugs in jail. That's the funny part. Yep, and we won't say anything more than that. But <laughs> I got somebody's. I didn't got somebody's block search. I'm sorry. My bad. The CEO just perked up and said, "I done forgot to search C Ward." Hold up. God damn it. Damn it. I done forgot to search C blog. I know you bitches got hooch. I just be I feel like if I was a CEO, <laughs> they never gonna hire me. But I feel like if I was a CEO, I'd probably like search for shit. 
I'll find something. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, okay. So I would never <laughs> I just take keep something going. that I, I'm just saying, as a CEO, I would never take something that improved the quality of life for my inmate. Like I would be like, no. I want to be more at peace, not have less to do, and then you go and stuff. I would be like, yeah, but you can keep your TV. All the books you got, you got this doll for a sex doll. I'd rather you do that than sexually assault one of the other prisoners. So you keep that. Yeah, when you leave, I want you to stay gone. So I'm not going to sit up here and keep adding time. Like, oh, I found this. I found that. Like, for what? <laughs> I would make the thing as a CEO that when the inmate gets released, I would be like, don't bring your ass back here in the most loving way. Period. Like, give him a big hug and be like, don't bring your ass back here. But yeah, normalize other shit. Like, like you gave me some ideas. Like, I think I want like in addition to my open bar for alcohol. Like, I think I want like a a weed bar. You know, at my wedding, I want like a a, a sober bar, a sobriety. What you called it? Mocktails. Mocktail bar. You know, something or just have like the mocktail at the open bar. You know what I'm saying? Like, just I just make it inclusive. Mocktail. Yeah, just making it inclusive for everybody. Like you invite these people to your wedding, but you you telling them, well, well, if you ain't trying to drink, then you know, like that's fucked up. You can have some water. <laughs> yeah, drink some water. I love people like that. Let's get some Why mocktails. Get some, <laughs> get some mocktails. Get some edibles. You know what I'm saying? Maybe some weed, some flour. Me personally, I don't mind the smell of weed, but you know, some people might have an attitude. So who the fuck? Maybe we'll have a smoking area, you know, and, and planners, planners and venues. I want y'all to hear this and I want y'all to, to take note, you know, make sure you have somewhere for people to smoke. Make sure, make sure you have stuff like that. Or if somebody wanted multiple bars, like if they wanted a, a open bar slash mocktail bar, they could have that. And then they could also have their weed bar, you know, like make sure people have space for these things. Y'all need yeah. to be open too, because a lot of times we don't be open to certain stuff because the venue don't allow for it. Exactly. Um, but also with marijuana, um, if you are going to have weed at your wedding, make sure your guests are aware um, please do not give people marijuana without them knowing. That is not nice. Or or anything. Or LSD. Any type of thing without them knowing. Because they did that on Snowfall. He gave them LSD without them knowing. He put it in the punch. I'm uh -uh. calling police. Listen. I'm <laughs> calling the police. Officer, that's the man who drugged me. Baby, he put LSD in that shit. It was crazy. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. So. All right. Well, what's the moral of the story here? Um, I would say for me, just respect people. Like, remember, like, it all comes back to consent for me. If someone says, I don't drink, nobody owes you an explanation as to why they're not drinking. And the same with smoking weed. If someone says they don't smoke weed, okay. Like, for me, honestly, like, if someone says they don't smoke weed, I'll even be like, do you want me to go to a separate area to do this? Because of respect for a person. Like, I just feel like respect is so difficult for people. Like, it just comes back to unconditional respect. Yes. A person is allowed to have fun in a social setting without drinking. A person is allowed to have fun in a social setting without weed. A person is allowed to have fun in a social setting sober. And they shouldn't be given a hard time for it. If someone tells you, 
I don't drink and they're not bothering you about your drinking or your smoking, then you shouldn't bother them about their lack of doing so. Yeah. And you can't be a drinker and then judge smokers. Like, I'm sorry, but no, you need to shut the You can't out. do that. You, I can't stand smart. people. I can't stand people that get plastered, blackout drunk, and then want to always talk about how we could be addictive and like say the same thing over and over again that a lot of stoners have said, yes, we heard you. Some of us, A, don't care. And some of us, B, are like, we know what we're doing and we're being responsible with it. Leave us alone. I can't believe there are people who do that, like, who really, like, drink the way that they do and then sit up here and try to act like people who smoke is the problem. Like, bitch, I have never been that delusional in my life. (laughs) All the time. And people just have so much to say about alcohol. And it's not that they're even, like, judging alcohol. They're just judging weed. They're just mad because someone that made them feel bad about their drinking. So they want to make sure that stoners come down with them. Well, you know what? That's my moral little story. Be more self-aware. <laughs> Be more self-aware, bitch. Worry about I know for a fa- I'm I'm drunk right now, and I know alcohol is more destructive to my body than weed. Y'all play too fucking much. Like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. this is my thing. I'm stoned, and one thing about it is, is that you do need to be careful. Like, be careful with your lungs. Um do be careful with your lungs like sometimes you do there are times i said you do need a tolerance break you should take a break from smoking and switch to edibles your lungs will thank you okay but i will say this though you're not gonna sit over here and judge me for smoking and you you're not gonna judge me for having weed at my wedding when you got an open bar that's what you're not gonna do (laughs) right like first of all do you know how much an open bar costs at a wedding sweetie Having you, a cash bar will have people judging you. So the, yeah. you probably going in more debt for the open bar than you are for your dress. I kid you not. Yeah, I open bars not. are not cheap. So for you to go into that much debt to have an open bar at your wedding, don't you ever in your life look at somebody who who wanna have a weed bar talking about <clears throat> you, you smoking weed at your wedding. That's tacky. I'm gonna take a break for one day. Oh, but you get to double fish champagne? Okay. Right. Like, you play too much. So, yeah. I'm trying to have it all in my wedding, though. Let's, let's do all of it. Like, <laughs> I'm absolutely going to be stoned at my wedding. And I wish somebody would say something to me about it. I just want to make sure I have everything. Like, I, I'm a party thrower. So, I like to accommodate everybody. So, I'm like, I want the mocktails as well as the weed bar. Even though, you know, the open bar is really for me. You know? <laughs> But we ain't talking about me. So yeah, I want the open bar. I want the mocktail bar. I want the weed bar. Like, as you got a, long as you got a mocktail bar, I'm good. What you drinking, Cassie? I'm like, I'm drinking my little blood orange sparkling soda. Hell yeah, with a splash of lavender. Ew. <laughs> so yeah, that's my moral story. Just be more aware of self, and just be be respectful of of consent and people's wishes like if people don't want to drink they don't want to drink if they don't want to smoke they don't want to smoke you know if they don't want to do nothing they don't want to do nothing like let them do nothing yeah like don't don't continue asking questions like somebody be like i don't drink okay go to the next person you want some wine like you know just just normalize it make it normal they don't want to drink okay cool 
literally, I don't drink. Oh, do you want a soda? I also have water, tea. What would you like instead? Something. That's all it needs to be. You don't sit there and go, oh, well, you're boring. Like, kiss my ass. Like, I've had people do it to me too. And I'm just like, I'll knock all this shit over and go home. (laughs) All right. So with that being said, it is shot o'clock slash tote time. So what are we cheersing to? Um, I do want to cheers those of you that are sober, um, straight edge. I, I call it like that because to me, people are like, you're not sober. And I'm like, yes, I do smoke weed. But I'm, I call myself alcohol free now. Yes. Um, and as somebody who's alcohol free, just know, like, don't judge yourself. I know that like, being alcohol free is controversial and it's still something that is taboo, but don't feel bad about it. Don't feel like um, you're boring because you don't drink. Like it's fine. You can still have fun. And also if you have a friend who's alcohol free, um, just be, just, just be kind. Just, just don't be an asshole and be supportive. Don't taunt somebody who's alcohol free. Don't ever taunt someone who is choosing sobriety of any type. Yeah, cheers Cheers to a progressive culture. I think we need to progress past everybody doing the same things. We, like, enough of the status quo, enough status quo bullshit. Yeah. As long as you're not bothering anyone, you're not trying to force things on people, you're doing okay. Like you're having mm-hmm. a good time with your Coke. I'm having a good time with my Coke. You're having a good time with your rum and Coke. And we're all dancing and kicking our ass. Exactly. That's all that matters. Yeah. If you around somebody, it bothers me that you're not drinking. Don't talk to them. Then you leave. How about that? How about you leave? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's get into our songs of the week. So my song of the week is We Are One. And this is the DJ West Bank Red Bounce Mix. So I actually listened to this version first. I didn't hear the real version of We Are One until my family reunion this year. And I was like, something is missing from this song. (laughs) So come to find out, I'm listening to the bounce version thinking that's just the only version. Mm -hmm. And whole time, girl, it was a song. I was like, damn. Well, the the bounce mix is my song of the week. So here we are. I like that. Um, I'm gonna go with one of my favorite the Pia songs. Like that's when I get to like the girly part of me. Like I love Pia, but Feel Up with YG. Mm, I love that song. Feel Up by Pia Bia. Okay. Feel up, touching on me like it's real love. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our quotes. My quote for this episode is, I do what I want because I know who I am. And that's by Rico Nasty. It's from her song, Vader's, featuring BK the Ruler. I know that's right. Period. I love telling people that. So you're just going to do whatever you want. That's the point of being grown, ain't it? Uh, yeah, I know who I am and I know what I want. So I'm going to do that. I can't stand when people be acting like, oh, so you can't have nobody's input? Who asked for you? You're not my dad. Anyways, um, mine is from the book Becoming. I kept going not because I wanted to trust me. All of me wanted to stop. I kept going because I deserve to know what not giving up on myself uh, felt like. Yes. Hell yeah. 
and that that right there people say i'm like because when you get to look back at what you survived i'd be like that TikTok dance bomb 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 i'm still alive i'm still alive i'm still alive <laughs> exactly i like that shit though because we do deserve to know what it feels like to not be given up on you know yeah so, even if it's by ourselves all right. Well, please send in your entries for our friendship advice column. You can send them in to our Instagram at Wineweed Whispers Pod or our Twitter at Wineweed Whisper. Um, we'll be accepting them all season. And so if you were to send it today, we would read it after the next episode. Um, and we will be back. We'll be taking a slight break. We'll be back on November the 15th. Um yeah, we're gonna take a little Halloween break. We gotta get we gotta get our party on. So. <laughs> no, I got like two haunted houses planned. I got, I'm going to see Five Nights at Freddy's. That's a busy, that's a busy Halloween. Got throw some ass. So yeah, we'll be back on November the fifteenth. Gonna be a little lit or whatever. It'll still be spooky season by then. I feel because like you said, like spooky season is is just the whole time is cold. <laughs> It's just if you look at every horror film, it's it takes place during the fall. You don't see yeah. horror films take place during the spring. Yeah. But like horror to me is like summer is the summer is like the pregame. And then when you get to fall, it's like it's spooky season. Yeah. So with that being said, um, I want y'all to be safe. Be kind to one another. Drink your wine. Drink your water. Smoke your weed. Love each other. Be kind again. <laughs> Unconditional respect is the goal. Unconditional respect. Okay, oh, I'm so glad we coined that phrase on this podcast. I'm like, unconditional respect is key. Because mm -hmm. seriously, we got to get that together. We have to unconditionally respect one another. Regardless of relationship. Exactly. Strangers partners whoever it is everybody deserves unconditional respect exactly so as long as we have that we're gonna be okay we gonna be all right okay that's <laughs> my life i had to fight nigga <laughs> i love being black <laughs> me too me too because we could just say oh girl <laughs> by the way watch old dads on netflix okay Oh, dads. Okay. It's good. <laughs> and he, I just, I specifically that moment reminded me because he um, bullied this guy into uh, singing straight out of Compton because he no. wanted to see how he said it. It was a white guy. It was like, oh, well, I want to see how you say it when you're not around us. She's like, like, I'm not here. <laughs> um... So, yeah, he tried to get him to say the n-word pretty much but the guy didn't say it but it was it was still funny how he kind of like yeah so you should watch it that's the funniest way for black people to troll white people i'm sorry but it is it is just dangle the possibility in front of them yeah like just say it have fun they be like you're not gonna beat my ass the smart ones be like no i'm okay i did i'm good love enjoy but we know what y'all be doing when y'all be in y'all car by yourself with the windows mm -hmm. rolled up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> with that being said that is the end of today's episode so 
We'll see y'all later. Bye. Later, y'all.